Hill, good morning. Hearing God's voice. Alright, so if you go to 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse 11 through 13. First Kings? I mean, sorry, 1 Kings. What did I say, Samuel? 1 Samuel. First Kings. <clears throat> Basically, we're talking about uh, hearing God's voice and how to appropriate it. And, you know, I really like what you said. It takes faith to hear God and to act on it. Um, Tony, you were saying that. That's, that's powerful. But also, um, I want to teach you how to, how to fear the voice of God as well. Okay? Because it's not something you just throw around. You know? Yeah, you, 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 God's voice ain't something to play with. First Kings, what? You don't just go around and just tell everybody. No? First Kings? Mm-hmm. First Kings uh, 19. And there's ways to. Uh, well, we're just going to get to it. 19. First Kings 19, verse 11 through 13. And he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He said, I was, I have been very jealous for the Lord, the God of hosts, for the people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. And I, even I only, have let them left, and they seek my life to take it away. But the Lord said, they go return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus, and they go going on, right? Um, so, I want to point out something here. You know, a lot of people, they expect this loud, booming voice. Yeah. You know? Like, whenever I hear God, it's just going to shake the whole house. But, there was an earthquake, and God's voice was not in it. Fire. There was a fire, and there was no voice in it. It was a small voice. A still, It's called the still, small voice. Okay? It's very quiet. The reason why is because God demands your attention. And if he has to scream at you, usually when God screams, good bad things happen. <laughs> like, God doesn't have to speak really loud. You know what I mean? He just has to speak real small. You know what I'm saying? Um, the only one that really uh, screams a lot is the devil when he's getting cast out of a person or something. You know? <laughs> So, God's, God's uh, got a still, small voice. He's gentle. And the reason why is because this requires a man to shut up. <laughs> he will not speak to you if you keep talking. You know? <laughs> it requires a man to shut up and be quiet. And listen. You know what I'm saying? Alright, be quiet and listen. Alright? 
What are you talking about, Eve? <laughs> sure you are. Talking about all of us. <laughs> it requires a man to be quiet. The Bible talks about be still and know that I am the Lord. This always leads us to being still. This is why we have quiet times in the mornings. We get quiet before the Lord. We seek Him with all of our heart. So, the Bible says in Jeremiah, I believe it's in Jeremiah 29, it says, Seek me with all your heart, and you will find me. So it's important, man, that we, we get quiet before Jesus, get quiet before Him in our, in, our, in our alone time with Him. It's where we hear His voice, okay? But it's a still, small voice. It's a whisper. It requires you to get quiet and seek Him. Really listen. You know what I'm saying? It requires you to really listen, okay? It creates a hunger. These, all these markers are out. <laughs> green, green. Can't see them. It requires and creates a hunger inside you to want to hear them. You know what I mean? To want to hear them. Alright, so go to Deuteronomy 18, 22. where Deuteronomy is. It is a little bit before 1 Kings. Deuteronomy 18.22 After Exodus After Numbers 161 18 Talks about um, Prophets Okay <laughs> When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the word does not come to pass or come true, that is a word that the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You need not be afraid of him. Um, and I believe uh, in some of these, I was actually what I was actually looking for was the place it talks about uh, stoning the prophet. Um, like you're subject to, to die and if you if you spoke something and. You know, I mean, you'd be considered a false prophet. So if you hear God, or you say you hear God, make sure you heard it. This takes fear. You fear the Lord. What I mean by that, you fear the Lord, and you want to make, you want to do it right. Okay. All right. Now sometimes this fear can cause you to not operate in faith. But if you don't have that fear, you'll just go out there and just start blabbing. You know what I'm saying? And you get in trouble real fast. And you will cause other people to fall away if you go out there and you start saying things that you think God said. You know what I'm saying? And you're not acting in wisdom. You can actually destroy somebody's faith. Okay? So, you have to make sure that you hear God. So that's why I'm teaching you how to hear God's voice. Because you need to hear God's voice. 
okay? This isn't something to be so afraid of that we run away from it, okay? And we don't ever do it. We don't ever pursue God's voice because there's people out there that are so afraid of missing God that they don't ever hear God because they're afraid to hear God. And that actually puts you in the same group as the Israelites. There's Moses and the Israelites. Whenever the mountain, when they went to Mount, uh, when they went up the mountain, okay, since there was thunder and lightning and all that stuff, and the Israelites were afraid, so they did not go. So they said, "No, Moses, you go for us." So he went and heard for the people. Well, I don't believe that was uh, God's perfect will. I believe God wanted to have that same communion with the Israelites as well. But because they were afraid, okay, then um, they never got to go up that mountain, okay? Uh, and, and then God said, well, just you. Well, once God says that, then that's just him. See what I'm saying? So I think there was a point where God wanted the Israelites and Moses to both come up the mountain. But um, the Israelites ended up messing that up. You know what I mean? And they, because they, they were afraid of the Lord. Which, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, you know what I'm saying? But it's not um, completion of wisdom. Moses, though, didn't care if it killed him. He wanted to see God. You know what I'm saying? He said, show me your glory. And God said, now I'm going to show you my face, I'll show you my backside. Hey, how accurate, uh, accurate is this, the movie that we have? on this like I'm getting as you're saying all this stuff I'm getting don't know read the Bible that's all I can say yeah watch the movies if you want it helps well, bring things alive but the Bible is more accurate and the, and the, the movies are usually have things wrong so, um and, and, and I couldn't tell you because I don't I don't watch the movies I don't say anything about the movies huh? usually they don't talk about that show me your glory so Moses says show me your glory God says, I'll, I'll show you my glory, but you can only see my backside. If you see my face, you'll die. But Moses didn't care. He didn't care if he killed him. He wanted to see God. Now, watch this. It's so cool. Show me your glory, right? If we were to see God's glory completely, we would die. Yeah. You want to know something really cool? John 17, Jesus prays, Give me the glory that I once had before the foundation of the earth. And then he says, I'm praying for all these people that are going to come to know Jesus, come to know me through their message. Talking about you and me and everybody. He says, I want to give them the glory that you gave me. So God is so Jesus is praying that we'll receive the glory that God has. The problem was, it'll kill you. If you get to experience the full glory of God, you're gonna die. That's okay because we can die in our flesh. But that's okay because you're called to die. Pick up your cross. When you actually when you say Jesus, Jesus is the glory of God. All of God's goodness is wrapped up in one man, Jesus. You know? So when you receive Jesus, you receive the glory. When you receive Jesus, you receive the glory like Nico did today. You die to yourself. It's pretty awesome, huh? <laughs> the glory of God will literally kill you. You'll die. It's cool stuff. And we're uh, 
mind. We're we're made to to follow something. We're either to worship something. We're either worshiping the Lord, or we're worshiping evil, or we're worshiping selves. Self. So when when he says dying to the flesh, that means like um, when you're just living to, to please yourself. You know, just doing things because they felt good, or you know, just to. That's what he's saying. Like you'll get past that. And you won't, you'll be living for the Lord and please Him and not get convictions. Yeah. And that's the voice of God, too. So, anyway, they were afraid. So, this is what a lot of people are, man. They are afraid to hear God's voice. So, they end up staying at the bottom of the mountain. They don't go to the mountaintop experience. God wants you to come up the mountain, He wants you to experience His glory. He wants you to see His face. Jesus said, If you've seen me, You've seen the Father. God is calling us to a relationship with Him where we see His face, where we behold His glory. And we go, we go from one glory to another glory, to another glory, to another glory. So you're actually called from glory to glory to glory to glory. Okay? So it never stops. If you ever stop going up in the kingdom, then you're just going down. Okay? That's why it's called backsliding. You, you know what I mean? All right. Moses. That's what we're called. So, um, go to John chapter 20, 10, 20, verse 27. Look back, guys. John 10, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father has given them to me. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. So Jesus, the Jesus is saying, My sheep hear my voice. Okay, so here's what you need to know. The question is not, can I hear God's voice? If you are his sheep, if you are his sheep, then the next step is hearing his voice. God is always speaking. He's always speaking. The question is, are you listening? Okay. Is it true that you can hear God if we've heard God's voice before we see, before Christ, before we got saved? Yes. You can't. We just had no idea who it was. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You can hear God's voice before you become a Christian, because God is calling his sheep. The Bible says no one can come to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws him first. So you couldn't even come to know Jesus without hearing the voice of God. It's weird. It's like in certain situations, I felt like I heard God's voice right here. 
Yeah. I'm not here, right here. <laughs> you can hear it here? You can hear it here? There's a lot of ways God speaks to you. My heart was probably just too callous up when he talked to me there, so. Yeah, you sometimes get a gut feeling? Yeah. Huh? Yes. Alright, check this out. First of all, it's the language of heaven, okay? I'm talking about the language of heaven. Alright, when you're a child, when you're a little toddler, can you hear can you understand your parents? No. You may be able to understand them to a degree, but you may not understand everything they're saying, right? Because now that you're an adult, you can you can understand communication. I can just give you a look and you understand what I'm saying. You know what I mean? There's different ways that I communicate to you with body language. I mean, I can tell you something, you know what I mean? But I can be looking totally different and you get a totally different message. You know what I'm saying? So children, they don't understand their parents' voice right away. The only thing they understand at first is daddy's here. He's close by. You know what I mean? And then that sometimes brings comfort. Right? When you're young in the Lord, you just seek comfort. You know what I mean? And a little bit of direction. Because you can be comforted and you can be corrected too. Conviction is also an elementary hearing of God's voice. Conviction. I did something wrong and I got convicted about it. The Lord's telling me not to do that. That's the same thing as my little, uh, you know, one-year-old that's crawling, crawling towards the cords, and I say, "Don't touch that." That's a conviction. Okay? They don't know why. They don't know my purpose. They don't know anything. All they know is Daddy said no. Right? That's direction. That's a young. This is hearing God's voice at a young, low level. Okay? He doesn't. He, they can't even speak the language of heaven yet. You know what I'm saying? They can't even speak to me yet. They don't know how to communicate to me. But they can get something from me still. Even though they don't fully understand it. So hearing God's voice is a lot like being a child. You start hearing His voice more and more and more. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. To hear His voice? Yeah. It takes takes a while. It does take faith. Mm-hmm. And then discerning too. You have to discern. Yeah. I mean, is this from God or is this my own thought? Yep. Mm-hmm. And and you can usually tell. Sifting. God gives you desires in your heart. So every good, every good, and not just good, and perfect, it has to be perfect. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. James chapter 1 I believe every good and perfect gift comes from above alright so sometimes man you have a thought and it's it's not really from you it's from God you know what I mean is it good is it perfect you know what I mean it may be that you have something from God that you might have twisted you know what I mean God wants you to get married okay and you can just find the first woman that comes along unmarried. Well, look, the God, God's will may be for you to be married, but he might not want that you get married to that one. You know what I mean? So good and perfect. Yes, it's a good thing for you to be married. But are you, you know, God wants me to be with a woman. 
wants me to, wants me to marry a woman. But I'm going to go and sleep with her first and live with her before I get married. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. You might have messed it up. See what I'm saying? Yes, so, sir. we've got a... Lord wants. You know what I mean? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. That's why we have got to get down to the good and perfect this all comes from hearing God's voice. God really does use failures, huh? Thank you. <laughs> I messed up a lot. God's awesome. And He can turn every situation around. Good. All things together. That's the worst case scenario. <laughs> all the spells will die and go to heaven. All the spells will die and I'm perfect in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. God works everything It doesn't mean that every situation is from God, but, but God is so good, He can take even a situation that wasn't from Him and flip it around and make it good. Why? Because God's the Redeemer. Man, He loves us a lot. That's one thing that's such a blessing about this program, I'll tell you. It's like we get to see stuff like, I mean, just little stuff. We'll mention something like Shorty being on the cook the other night. And, uh, and he's like, no, we're going to take it easy. And so then we get blessed with cooked food. Uh, we were out one day, and mm-hmm. uh, him and I, and we had a good day. We unified and stuff. And uh, it was crazy. We went out with this watermelon stand. And I'm not going to get too detailed on that. And I was like, man, I sure would like to have a watermelon. We get back to the house. There's a watermelon on the table. I mean, just a little stuff like that, man. I wanted some shoes. And uh, a couple days later, I ended up with some shoes. God loves you, man. He loves us all. Yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't just meet your needs. He gives you a little present just to let you know. How you did <laughs> For real. Yeah. For real. So all, all these other things in my need was meant when I got here. You know what I'm saying? When I got here and I was able to, yeah. you know, I, I was getting tore, tore, tore up badly over there. And I came here and now I could finally got peace for a little bit. I got peace now. Over there, I didn't have it. Right? Like this, like this, like this. You know, it was my, my, my. The, how would you say the gifts came when I got? As soon as I got here. That's awesome. Yeah. For me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. God is a generous God. God is a generous. Yeah, but if you're a dad, don't you like get, get, giving your kids gifts? Hey, what, what's oh, that's God, that God's the best father. So he's he's going to give. Check this out. You go to John chapter 16. That was a new phone one. John 16, 13. I didn't have to do what I did You know me. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Verse 13. When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take what is Mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is Mine. Therefore, I said to you that He will make, take what is Mine and declare it to you. We get everything that belongs to Jesus, man. The Spirit of truth. 
He's like... Say poor Jesus. Yeah, poor Jesus. I'd get in the desires of your heart. Uh, you know where that verse is? Hey, he put those desires, desires in your heart, too. Um, found that out yesterday. So, like, things I know, I see it right in the beginning. Sorry, I don't know the scripture reference, but God gives us the desires of our heart. And so, a lot of times, man, you'll hear God right here in your heart. But the Bible also says that the heart is deceitful above all things. Who can, who can discern his ways? So, this is why. Check this out. The heart is deceitful. Okay, still? Can you hit up? No. Oh, yeah. I'll be racist. Wait, wait, no. So, it's important to hear God, and it's important to... To, to take it seriously, don't do it halfway. Okay, don't don't be like, oh, okay. Scott just pulled up with somebody. Okay. All right. What is what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? Okay, okay. Y'all distracted? Huh? It's crazy, man. Yeah. Hey, we're all distracted. The heart is deceitful. Oh, heart is deceitful. The heart. Desires. Desires is deceitful above all things. Okay? This is why you need a change of heart. The Bible talks about when we get saved, then Jesus comes into our heart and transforms it. Yeah. Come on, come in. Jesus comes into our heart and transforms it. So this changes the deceitfulness of our heart. Does that make sense? Yeah. What's up? Lada, how you doing, man? Come on in here, buddy. Let's pray for your back. Standing straight up. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> 
I went and did that for all day and half of yesterday. Woo! <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's still got a little tweak there, but... Right, can, you, can you... Don't hit the fan, though. What's your pain level right now, bro? Uh, it's about a four. Four to zero right now. Jesus name. As soon as we snap our fingers, <clears throat> Father God, the pain will be released in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, try to front of It's good. I, I can deal with this. I, what's the pain level? It, it's, it's still got that little catch, right? Oh, right there. Right in there. Here in this in this part of his back, Father God, from the top of the soles of feet, Father God, he's gonna have a full release of pain, a full healing right now in Jesus' name, God. We just thank you and praise you that this oh, pain God. is gonna go away right now. God, we speak this into existence right now. Father God, his back is gonna be healed yes. right now in Jesus' name. And God, Jesus, you said we do the works you do. We're just asking to do what you did, Father God. In the kingdom of God, there can be no illness, there can be no pain. And where we're, where we're, where we're at, the kingdom of God is there. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father God. We praise you, Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You don't heal us halfway. You heal us all the way. I'm good. Thank you. Awesome. You healed? I've been eating that. Huh? Are you healed? Yeah. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> I'm sweaty. We've been working. Now it's time to go back to work. <laughs> awesome, dude. Thank you. Love you, dude. Thanks. Good seeing you, bud. Good see you, bro. All see right, man. See you all later. All right. You, Justin. Take care, man. Awesome. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know he ain't. Cool. This is cool. Transforms. Yeah, right? you, ever, you ever seen the healing? Not really. That was dude. You see Heart is deceitful above all things, so when Jesus comes in, he transforms our heart. Okay? So you have two parts of your heart. You have your soul and you have your spirit. That's what the Bible says. That it's made up of two parts. I think it's in first Timothy. I can't remember where it is. Ooh, 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 do the horse care thing. Hold on. <laughs> all right. So this is important, dude. This is all important for hearing God's voice because when you get born again, you get a deposit of the seed of God inside of you. All right. Spirit of God comes inside of you. Your soul, which is your suki, your psyche, psychology. All right. Spirit is nevma. Okay. Two Greek words, totally different. Soul and spirit are not the same thing. If you study it in the Greek, you realize they're two different words all together. Your soul and your spirit, a lot of people think they're the same thing because they're inside your heart. So a lot of people say, oh, your heart. That's why they all get mixed up together, okay? So the Bible talks about how the Word of God is able to divide your soul from your spirit and the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So you have your thoughts and you have your intentions. 
thoughts and intentions. Soul, spirit, thoughts, intentions. Alright? Your intentions are your thoughts behind your thoughts. So, it says that the heart is deceitful above all things. That's because when you're what's called carnally minded, your suki, it's all in your heart. It's your inner being. Your heart is your inner being. So, on the inside. Does that make sense? Alright, so you're carnally minded, which means that you, your mind has been it's just been flooded with the world. Okay? Been flooded with the world. Carnally minded. So your soul is carnally minded. It's evil. Alright? It's 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 in a mud bath. Let's put it that way. It's covered in mud. When the Holy Spirit comes in, you have to start washing away that mud on your soul man. Okay? So you're not so dirty anymore. Alright? So the heart is deceitful. Why? Because it's dirty. Because of sin. But the Bible says you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Thank you, Jesus. By the renewing of your mind. Transformed by the renewing of your mind. So what happens is the Holy Spirit comes in, and that's what Jesus talks about in John chapter 16, I think is what we just read, right? The Holy Spirit will come and guide you into all truth. Truth has to do with knowledge. Knowledge has to do with your soul, right? In your mind, your thinking, your thoughts. So He guides your, your soul into all truth. Why? Because truth sets you free. You'll know the truth, and the truth shall set you free, Jesus says. What's up? This song keeps playing in my head. And I just want to talk with you about this. It says, it says, uh, I'm just a soul whose intentions are good. Oh Lord, please don't let me be misunderstood. And this thing's crazy because that's me. That's what used to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people do that. Oh, I had good intentions. Look, the heart is deceitful. The path to hell is so, made of good intentions. Yeah. <laughs> if your spirit man is not renewing your soul man, then you always act out in sin, okay? Because it's got to be renewed. So transform by the renewing of your mind, okay? So we become spiritually minded instead of fleshly minded. Spiritually minded instead of carnally minded. How do you do that? Get in the Word. Start renewing your mind with the Word of God, okay? Um, so how do you know you're hearing from God? Uh, does this make sense? Does everybody make sense so yes. far? This, so, this, this is what happens after you give your life. This guy starts, Jesus starts revealing your mind. Yes. This stuff's just going to happen, man. Listen, sometimes you can hear God. You can hear God, even before you're a Christian. But without the Spirit of God inside of you, and His conviction, we, we can easily twist the Word of God. to fit our desires and experience. And this is where you get really funked up stuff. You know what I mean? Um, you can hear God. Probably shouldn't use that word. People probably misunderstand what I said. 
Yeah. Funky. <laughs> Not another word. Uh, F-U-N-K. Just so everybody knows what I said. <laughs> I see. Shouldn't use that word. You won't misunderstand what I'm saying. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's a good caption up there. I know, right? <laughs> Bleeping out on your server. <laughs> um, it's good stuff, man. So you can you can sometimes God will show you things in your mind. You may have a dream or a vision. Uh, your stomach. God will speak to you with your stomach. Sometimes your stomach will turn. Like man, I don't got a good feeling about this. Feelings aren't truth, but sometimes feelings reveal something. Okay, Does that makes sense. Feelings are not truth, but feelings are usually warning signs or uh, or, or radar alerts. That you're, it's your sixth sense, in a sense. You know what I mean? That God uses. Make sense? Like, I used to have feelings about. I used to have bad feelings about uh, things I learned in the Bible. Right? A bad feeling. I I like whoa, and I felt so uncomfortable. All right. Well, just because you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's not true. Yeah. Just because you feel uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's not right. There's a lot of people that are uncomfortable with sharing the gospel. Fear seizes them. Okay. But it's love that casts out all fear. Spiritual giftings. You know what I mean? Sometimes I feel uncomfortable around certain people, around certain spiritual giftings. But how do I know that it's of God? Because it's in the Word. When you step out of your comfort zone, that's when you experience true growth. Yes. When you step out of your comfort zone, that's when you grow. Okay? Always go into a wilderness place that requires faith. Um about the wilderness because it's dry. Nothing can live in dry in dry. Yeah. And so when you go in the wilderness, your flesh is dying, right? Mm-hmm. What is your spirit grows? Your spirit grows. Flesh dies, spirit grows. So when you're uncomfortable, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not right. It just means that your body's telling you something. This is not normal. Make sense? <clears throat> so just because you have a weird feeling doesn't mean that necessarily that it isn't from God. Sometimes you're just not used to it. You know what I mean? People do think it feels good. They think, oh, well, it feels good, so it must be good. Yeah, people say, oh, it feels good. Oh, marijuana feels good. Surely women. it's right. Women. women women, feel good. Surely it's right. So just because it feels good doesn't mean it's from God. Feelings just tell you what your body wants or is comfortable with, whatever. You know what I mean? It's just something. But then there's sometimes, dude, when you're talking to somebody and just your stomach flips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't feel peace. There's no peace. But but even that, uncomfortable doesn't mean that you're not you didn't feel like peaceful either, you know what I mean? So so what then? What then? Feelings cannot be your final authority. Yeah. Let me just say that again. Feelings are not the final authority. So that would be the same thing as basing something on an experience, right? Yeah. 
because you're experiencing and feeling. You're saying, well, this must not be good because I'm, I'm not feeling good about this. Right. Well, but it's but some feelings are from God, so you can't say like. Yeah, but not. They're all. just not your final authority. You have yeah. to have discernment. You have to discern, and then you have to weigh it against God's word. Right. I'll tell you what, man. The first time I heard somebody speak in tongues, I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> I didn't have a good feeling. Hence the teaching on spiritual giftings. Yeah. <laughs> so, when you find it in the Word, though, like, man, okay. Well, all of a sudden, I felt better about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the Word of God revealed it to me. You know? Um,. You can have something in your stomach. You can have an unction. What's that? What is that? It's when your stomach goes. It's like a uh, what's it? What's it? It's like, like hey, let's go over here. An urge. Yeah, and sometimes an urge or an unction, and you're like, why do I feel like I need to go talk to that guy right now? See, that's an unction. So the Holy Spirit will tell you sometimes in your stomach, get over there and talk to that guy. Okay. That's stop. That's get you. You know. Kind of like here. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I got a, no reason. Nowhere to go. So y'all are watching. Nico came in this morning, felt an unction to come to our Bible study. The Holy Spirit was leading him, whether he knew it or not. And they gave his life to Jesus in the Bible study this morning. That was awesome. I literally didn't get out with nowhere to go. Just got <laughs> up and got in the car. Just shower, shave. <laughs> 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 you got up for no reason. What time do you normally wake up? Well, I, I didn't really go to sleep that much. <laughs> I've been looking at folks on Craigslist all going long. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> is like, I'm going to put you in another boat. We're going to go get some in. You're going to be a vessel, man. I'm going to make sure boat. All right, so your stomach, okay. Man, I, I mean, I. sometimes you get a, sometimes you get feelings or things that happen manifest in your body that are confirmations. For instance, uh, goosebumps. This happens a lot of times whenever you preach in the word and then somebody else preaches the same word and you're like, I just heard that dude. Or like something in your spirit just comes up and it happens all the time here at our barracks. All the time. Preach the word, somebody needed to hear it, and then they go somewhere else, somebody who doesn't even know us, preaching the word on, on, on the stand, and then boom, it's like. Or dude, like the other day when I was talking to you, and we both got goosebumps at the exact same time. It's a it's a bizarre it's phenomenon, dude, and it's it's from the Lord. Now, not under goose, and, and again, dude, your body is is programmed to react to these things. Okay, your body is programmed. God yeah, programmed not it. All so not all goosebumps are from God. Yeah. But all goosebumps were pre-programmed in your body to happen. So whenever things like this happen, when the Holy Spirit's speaking, your body does react to it. You know what I mean? Goosebumps do not determine the Word of God. Goosebumps are a reaction that your body does. Okay? Does that make sense? Yes. So, again, let's reiterate that feelings are not your final authority. They're just happen sometimes when something amazing from God happens. Does that make sense? Because you can get, like I said, you can get goosebumps about a lot of things. Or crying. That's happened to me, dude. But usually if I'm crying, I'm weeping. Yes. The Holy Spirit is just moving. So thick, and you know, so these are responses that your body does. These are physical manifestations. 
of God ministering to you. And it's normally not, this isn't really what God is doing. It's what God's already doing that your body is responding to. That make sense? Does that make sense? That's, that's probably the best way to describe it. God does things to you or through you or around you, and then your body reacts, usually as a confirmation. Okay? So, I heard God on something the other day, and I'm, I was really worried that I wasn't hearing Him. You know what I mean? Well, I was leery about, about this particular thing that I know I'm supposed to do. But then the Lord spoke to me, and the more I thought about it, the more emotional I became. I got on my knees, just started worshiping the Lord. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna share that stuff right here right now because it's too late. It's out there. Right? I'm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for more confirmation. I'm waiting for somebody to walk up to me and prophesy on me. You know what I mean? Uh, to confirm the word that I heard. You know what I mean? Why? Because of the Deuteronomy passage, the false prophet. Well, I don't want to be a false prophet. I, dude, I fear the Lord. You know? I want to make sure that when I do something, I heard from God. Especially if it's a big decision. Well, what if it's an unction? Depends on what the risk is. For me to go pray for somebody on the street, there's not very much risk there. But for me to say, I'm going to go over here and do this whole big giant thing, and it affects all these people's lives, okay. now I need I need to make sure. Does that make sense? Well, hurry to make sure because I want to hear what it's about. Ah. Now you got me excited. This thing I'm hearing from God it will totally affect everybody. So I can't just go and do it. You know what I'm saying? I can't just go and do it because there's a lot of risk involved. Well, that's fine. That's what faith's all about. Faith is about risk. Taking that first step and... Faith is not faith if it doesn't have risk. Taking that first step and having faith that God's going to give you the second one. I was going to say that again. Faith is not qualified as faith if it doesn't have risk. It's all about the bills. Bills? Yeah, bills. How, how, how this whole thing works. Oh, yeah. So all my bills are paid for by Jesus and by his people responding to the unction of the Holy Spirit. Somebody sees what we're doing and they come up and just drop money in our hand or they put it in the mailbox or, you know, we do our sales and stuff, but the sales don't even... I got raised $7,000 a month. Sales do not raise $7,000 a month. And the, <laughs> and the silly stresses that you have throughout the month and you're like, oh, how are we going to Yeah, the little things. Like, oh. And at the end of the month, what happens? Just well, everything, yeah. Because <laughs> I want the Spirit to work on that one man when he went and bought 14... Visible comments. And he, and he just, yeah, you know, 17 of them. 17, right? there you go. Okay. The guy saw you, you know, and look, what did he, he chase you down? He chased, chased me, I'm going to buy this. He chased me and him down the first time over yeah. there in, in San, San Angelo. And, then, Abilene. He, and then we, Abilene. Abilene, and then we, we see God move all the time. It's awesome. You know, that was pretty cool. Yeah, then we saw so, him again. So these are different things. Okay, like, sometimes God gives you dreams and visions. Sometimes God speaks to you a real word. You know what I mean? And uh, sometimes it's really in your heart. I've, I've heard one word that was almost audible. I've never heard a truly audible voice, though. But I've heard God speak to me. And then I, in my heart. And then I go act on it and watch God move. It always starts with the word. It's still a small voice. So. It's a fatherly tone. Yeah. That's how you can always tell it's God. He's got a fatherly tongue. See, it's different for everybody. Obviously, he sometimes hears an audible voice, and he doesn't really hear an audible voice. No. It's, just, no? it's a thought. It's a thought in a fatherly tongue. I don't really get thoughts and voices. Like, I 
It is a fatherly tone. I, see, that's, it's so hard to describe. Yeah, it's not. A, you're not hearing it's it, not, but, you're, but you're, you're hearing it, but you're not hearing it. There's some people that do hear God's voice. Well, I hear, I hear. I'll hear a thought. Like, it's turned into thoughts now, whereas before it was, um, it was just a unction or a lead. I think I should go do this. So here's what I do, man. If I think I'm hearing God's voice to protect the Lord from my stupid mouth, okay? If I, for instance, feel like somebody has got problems with their knee, and I feel like I get a word of knowledge, I'll go up to them, and if I'm not totally 100% confident, I'll just tell them, hey, dude, I might, I might be missing this. But sometimes God shows me stuff, and I think he's showing me that your left knee is messed up. Is that true? So what I just did was I gave that person permission to judge my word. Because the Bible says that a prophet should be judged. Okay? So when I go up to him and I say, I feel like I humble myself. You know what I mean? I might have missed it. And I have missed it. Sometimes, though, it's right on. Bam! And they're like, God, you know that. You know what I mean? And it's awesome. And God heals them. You know? So this is a safe way to say that you heard God. I feel like this was going on. I might be wrong, but this is what I feel. I just switched to that. It was weird. I feel like God's saying... Yeah. No, I believe the Lord is leading me. You know what I mean? So that's what I say. When I'm not 100% sure, I ease into it. And I do that on purpose because if you don't speak what you hear God say, you're never going to know and you're not going to know because when you when you say it and your Holy Spirit, and the Spirit on the inside of you confirms it because faith comes by hearing. So whenever you say it, if it's not right, your spirit man will say, that's not right, you better shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why you ease into it. That's why I ease into it, to make sure, okay, is this what the Lord wants me to do? I feel like the Lord's telling me I'm probably going to be doing this over here. And I, I hear from other people, and I want to hear what they say, because they may tell me, dude, I don't know about that. Well, I can usually tell if they're operating in fear or faith. You know what I mean? And it'll, it'll rub good or rub bad with my with what's inside of me, with my spirit man. You know? So I do it on purpose. I, I make what I'm hearing from God sound possible to not be right. So that I can hear this person come against me. Because if they come against me, sometimes I'll be like, you know what, dude, you're right. I, 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 I'm not hearing that right. I'm not. Why? Because my spirit man will say, yes, I agree. You know what I mean? But sometimes they'll say something, and I'll just like, man, dude, I look, I appreciate your input. I really do. I love you, man. Thanks. For, keep praying for me. I'm praying about this still. I'm gonna wait till I hear God. Why? Because in the end, you are the only one who can hear God for your own life. Yeah, that's. What is it called? So, like words of knowledge. You get words of knowledge, man. Uh, and wisdom, the Lord will tell you something, go tell somebody that so-and-so this. You don't know anything about their life, but you go give them some wisdom. That's a word of wisdom. You're not knowing anything about life, but you feel like you're supposed to tell them this. I mean, I feel like I'm supposed to tell you this. Boom, stay at them. Like, wow, man, you don't, know how to, you don't have a clue how much that ministers to me just now. Or even a word of knowledge, you know? 
sometimes, man, uh, when I'm out doing evangelism or whatever, and the Lord will, I'll, I'll feel pain in my body. What's it called? I don't know. I just, I, I call it a, a, a prophetic um, word of knowledge. Sometimes you'll feel the pain in your body, and then you'll know it's not really your pain. You'll just kind of know it. it's not your pain. Pain, pain. Yeah. It's kind of funny. My uncle, my uncle, my my mom's. Uh, youngest brother that he was she was the one this bone marrow their bone marrow match and he's all the way in in Cascade, Arizona and he gets back pains really bad really bad he's, he jumps in the car he says this he's, he's a he's a, a pastor to a church there and and uh, he comes down here because he spills that some draw with my mom she was diagnosed, diagnosed with leukemia and they had to, he gave the bone marrow to her, you know, and everything like that. So he was bone marrow transplant, so he was feeling bad, and she came off remission, and she was in the hospital. When he came, just unexpected, he showed up, like, hey, I've been feeling pain in my back, and she, she was sick, and she went to the hospital to get checked, and she was, her, her leukemia came back. And he came, and that was the first time I ever seen that, I didn't know what. I was on the street in Austin one time and we were preaching the gospel to this guy and he had a real messed up theology about some stuff but we were talking and as we're talking I get these pains in my stomach and I'm just talking to him and it's painful and it sounds weird but I just stopped and I said dude I, I said I don't know what's going on dude I said I got these pains inside of my stomach right now and they're not my pain, dude. I don't know what it is, but they're, they're, they don't belong to me. They belong to you. Do you have pain in your body? Like in your stomach? He goes, I have Crohn's disease. And it's, he says, it's unbearable pain. All the time. This guy was really in some like demonic teachings and stuff. Later on, he was all mad at us. He goes, I'm in more pain. He messaged me one day. I'm in more pain than I ever have been. Or anyway, it's just the enemy coming into his life. I wish he had opened up more. I could have prayed for him and believed for him. I, yeah. I told him, I said, I'm praying for you. Man, every time you pray for me at work, it gets worse. <laughs> guy was dealing some witchcraft stuff, and, uh, and and he just shut me off, so I could never talk to him again. Um, but uh, anyway, dude, but the Lord will show you that stuff. Well, those are words of knowledge. Anyway. I gotta say something. That's awesome. I, I had all this pain in my heel. I had pain in my heel for like two days. I never had it And all of a sudden, they were praying for that lady that was limping. Where did it hurt? In her heel. Yeah, sometimes God does that, man. And it's, it's pretty awesome, but... So, uh, answer any questions? Anybody got questions about hearing God's words? Intimacy with the Father. That's key. 